0: good morning and welcome to mining stock daily with me paul harris today i'm joined by chris Bunchik, president ceo and director of Alta Verde copper morning chris
1: hi good morning paul
0: Alta Verde is going to be a very new name to, to a lot of people in fact it's a very new company that's only been going a, a few months now um the company's a, a copper explorer you've picked up some assets in chile um let's start with the assets you did a property deal with uh Freeport MacMoran, one of the world's largest copper producers. How did that deal come about and, and why? Well,
1: I think it's important to realize the, the um, our, our team has a lot of uh, former Freeport individuals on it. It's a very strong team, and uh, it, it starts about a year ago when uh, members of the team were talking with Freeport about um, potentially carving out some of their exploration assets into a new vehicle, and so um, that has taken its course over the past uh, twelve months, and and now uh, we've successfully completed those transactions. Um, there's one principal property called Tres Marias, and, and two more uh, that we've acquired as well, Pitbull and Zineda. Um And uh, generally speaking, we're very excited to, to go out and explore these. And, and Freeport is in the background as they're, they're watching and they're uh, they're they're waiting for our success. And, and so we're uh, keen to get going.
0: Okay. You yourself, you're perhaps better known to people through your role as president, former role as president and CEO of Ascendant Resources, uh, which was uh, mainly a a zinc-based metals exploration company. What what was it that um, enticed you to sort of change from Ascendant and come into this new venture with Alto Verde?
1: You know, I think it's a great opportunity to to really focus on copper. I think that copper is a, a very Um, important metal, it's going to play a very important role in the, you know, the electrification of infrastructure and in transportation. Um, There's a huge uh, lack of supply coming on given that it takes about eight years to put a a new copper mine into production and that really hasn't been a focus um, in the last decade. And, And now, you know, uh, the, the market started to see that squeeze. I, I feel like there's going to be a real um, uh, rise in the commodity price over the coming years, and so I, I really wanted to be involved with a group that was focused on copper. Um, they have great projects coming out of Freeport uh, down in Chile, which is the you know the number one producer in the world of copper, and um, all those. Things just really lined up with, with you know, where I wanted to go with my career. And I'm really excited to be working with such a credible, accomplished, um, fantastic technical team uh, that has such a, a long history of success.
0: Thank you, Chris. Let, let's dig into that a little bit more, because uh, you mentioned that the assets are from Freeport, Matt Moran. the The board of directors, the technical team you've got uh, is uh, has incredible and deep experience with in, in the base metal sector. You've got David Garofalo. Most people know him as the former CEO of, of Goldcorp, but prior to that, he was CEO of Hudbay Minerals, a, a copper miner in Latin America. Um, you've got former people from Trevelli, a zinc-based metals producer, and, and in addition to the, the people, you, some of the people you mentioned that are coming on board from Freeport mcmoran I mean, that's pretty, uh, let's say, luxurious board for a, a junior copper explorer to have.
1: Right, so let me just tell you a few uh, of these members specifically. So, so you mentioned Dave Garofalo. Obviously, he's got a very well-known career. Um, also, he was at Ignico Eco prior to Hud Bay, and also Dr. Mark Cruz is the founder of Travali, which has grown to become one of the world's top ten zinc producers. And he's a, a PhD geologist, um, incredibly um, a brilliant guy, and, and has a long history of success. Um, now, the, the board did start with Rick Gittleman, who's a former, uh, he's an M&A lawyer and formerly uh, you know, chief administrator. Administrator at Tenke for Freeport, uh, also Mike Churchillo um, just recently joined the board. And Mike's—he's uh, a mining engineer. He's got a, a, a long history of operating. Uh, he was the the general manager at El Abra, which is a Freeport mine, um, and then he went on to successful to successive, um, you know, more responsibility at Freeport. He went over to Glencore after that. Uh, and again, he he worked in a number of different areas, but he was, at the end of it, he was head of their um, Copper Assets Division. And so uh, a very accomplished guy just recently was the CEO of Nevada Copper. Um, also, we have a, a, a our um, another director on the board our third Freeport ex-Freeport member is Rich Lavelle and Rich Lavelle was the um, until he retired from Freeport he was their VP of exploration um, of all of exploration so he knows all of the assets at Freeport especially the ones that we're going to be working on now in Chile um, and again an exceptionally brilliant guy so uh, really we've got a very strong technical team collectively we've raised more than three and a half billion dollars uh, and and. Allowing that into you know more than twenty assets, uh, and so not only do we have you know the ability to to explore and operate, but also finance and build. So um, that's the goal. We want to we want to you know accelerate these assets in Chile. Um, we want to look for other opportunities as well, and and so we're looking to grow this into a, a, a substantial company. Um, you know we set our set our eyes on uh, being a Lundin five years from now. So we'll see if we can be that.
0: Okay, and one of the sort of first steps towards that goal, um, you're planning an RTO, I think, in the first quarter of next year, first quarter of 2022. Um, Will will that have a concurrent raise? Um, What what, what are the plans there?
1: Yeah, so we are going through their process right now, and we're looking to get public as quickly as we can. There will be a coincident raise um, that will go to fund the budget for the exploration at Tres Marías and in Chile. And so uh, that should be coming in the next several months. And then after that, it's, it's on to uh, delivering on the exploration program that we've okay. been delineating. But uh, I, I can speak about that for a moment. The, well, the program we'll that just,
0: we'll get onto that in just a second, if if I may. Um, so you've got the properties from Freeport. Are Freeport a, a shareholder? And, and as part of that deal, will they stay a shareholder?
1: Now, Freeport's not a shareholder. Um, I, I, my understanding is that's not something that um, they do from a corporate perspective. Um, but I think the their their real um, interest will lie with the project after we have some success. And so, the the arrangement with Freeport is that after we've spent uh, five million dollars US on the property, they will be uh, in a position to make a decision on whether they. Back into 49% of the project or 51% of the project, and there are, uh, you know, it's a fork in the road. And if they decide 49%, we give them a 1% NSR. If they decide 51%, then they give us 12.5 million dollars and a 0.5% NSR, uh, and then we proceed from there. But um, it's a you know it's a win win for us in the sense that we believe that they will come in if they intend on developing the project. And um, we'd have a very valuable NSR and and money in the bank to go do some other things. Um, And otherwise, we would have uh, an interesting project for us to work on and develop ourselves.
0: Thank you, Chris. And um, I know it's perhaps early days yet, but what sort of raise are you looking at with the RTO? How much money will you need to fund your exploration programs next year?
1: Well, I think we're looking for um, an amount of money that will last us for the 18 months and likely put us in a position to um, deliver on the program that will then put uh, Freeport into a position where they can make that decision.
0: Okay, thank you. Well, let, let's talk more about the projects now. Um, you've got a wonderful slide in your presentation looking at some of your sort of peers. Um, not all of them have got resources yet. Uh, you, you haven't either, um, but it's interesting that uh, the. the, the Rate, the grade range of the peers goes from about 0.3% copper to about 0.6% copper. And uh, in this day and age, 0.6, pretty much is high grade now, isn't it? Yeah,
1: I mean, it's, you know, we find ourselves in the same metallogenetic belt as the Spence mine. And so um, we do have a slide in there that's got Global resources across um, a number of different mines that are on the, the belt in Chile. Um, Spence is about 30 kilometers to the south of us, and they've got a, approximately 1.5 billion tons of 0.48% copper in reserve. And so when we go to explore at Tres Marias, we're going to be, you know, shooting for that 0.5% copper range. We're not expecting 1% copper like they have up at Kolahasi. Um, but I think you know, you find a large enough resource and, and mines that have 0.5% copper can be exceptionally uh, profitable.
0: Okay, and, and your targets, are they oxide, are they sulphide, mixed, or it obviously depends what you get with the drill bit? Uh,
1: well, it depends what we get with the drill bit, but I think that we're going to be um, drilling to depths around 500 metres, 700 metres. So I would expect to see a little bit both oxide and sulphide.
0: Okay, so uh, Tres Marias is is the flagship project. You also mentioned you've got Pitbull and uh, then Cedar. Um, what, what would be the plan at Tres Marias to take that?
1: Right, so Tres Marias, I would say, is going to be about – Ninety percent of our exploration dollars, um, and the reason I say that is that we've gone back and reprocessed the data that Freeport had done with respect to the geophysics work, and we found a few interesting targets that hadn't been identified previously. And so you can see those in our presentation um, uh, about halfway through. But there are uh, now there are three targets, whereas previously there had only been one, and uh, this comes from the reprocessing of the um, the magnetics and the gravity data um, using new tools that hadn't been available back in 2015 when when it was first worked on Uh, and so coming up with targets one two and three uh, we are currently doing our own uh, uav mag studies um, which are now complete and we have the results for Um, we are in the process of completing our ip surveys we've got ip results back for target one which is the old Uh, which encompasses the the work that had been done previously. And then we were expecting results back on targets two and three um, relatively shortly. And all of that will feed into uh, our our planned uh, exploration program um, involving drilling. And so we're looking at about doing 3,500 metres at target one uh, and then targets two and three they really have to be planned out yet, but uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's something similar. Um, all of them are very exciting. I think uh, you know, targets two and three are you know they're identified with the geophysics. They look large. um but we have yet to uh, to really plan the drill program around that, but we are excited about what what's to come.
0: I think you're sort of touching on something very interesting there, the, the sort of geophysics, the, the, the possibilities there seem to be coming on in leaps and bounds. And uh, as you mentioned, so only it was only five or six years ago that uh, Freeport did their study and already the technology has advanced, the interpretations advanced to so be able to see things that were, it wasn't possible to see before. And it looks like that that's going to continue going mm-hmm. forward and it's going to continue to become a very powerful exploration tool specifically for, for copper deposits.
1: No, oh, I, I agree completely. I think that um, the resolution has has improved. The reinterpretation um, with digital tools um, to to work with you know the resolution that was acquired at the time uh, has much improved. You know, we can see structures that that weren't necessarily uh, visible before, and so a lot of that plays into where you want to point the drills. Um, there's no substitute for the drilling though so so that's going to be uh you know really the key but i think all of these um non-invasive exploration techniques are are very valuable because they they come at a low cost and to the extent that we can you know use them without duplicating work or um or wasting you know time and money we absolutely will
0: okay um continuing this the the non-duplication theme you're in a in a a very well known copper district, a lot of producing mines in, in northern Chile. Um, tell us about some of the infrastructure you've got nearby. Imagine you've got roads, power, water, that kind of thing that's not too far away from the from the site.
1: Yeah, so Tres Morias is about 40 kilometres away from Calama, um, which has all of the infrastructure uh, services that we will need, um, people, uh, availability of, of of camps for rent and drilling companies, etc. So there, there are no concerns from that uh, angle we won't need to um we won't need to set up you know camps and fly people in and out it's it's very uh it, it's very reliable and uh and close to uh, populations and such so we're not concerned on that front the other two projects are a little more remote um but they're up towards Pitbull well, uh pitbulls up towards Kulahassee. It's but 25 kilometers north of Kolahasi, right next to a power line and right next to a highway. Um, and there are a lot of people up at Kulahassee. Uh And then the other one, um, Zeneda is a little uh, it's kind of between uh, Kalama and, and Kolahasi, further to the south. Um, it's probably you know more remote, but it, I would call it our third our third uh, project um, to follow up on sequentially.
0: Okay, and, and Tres Maria's being close to Kalama. that means it's uh, not at a great altitude either. So it's that's right, well it's only at about 1,600
1: metres, yeah, so it's not in the nosebleed section, it's very uh, humane. <laughs>
0: Excellent. <laughs> well, it sounds like you've got an exciting year ahead of you coming up next year, so I wish you all the best, Chris, and stay in touch and let us know how things uh, progress going forward. Fortunately, that's all we've got time for today, so thank you very much, Chris, from uh, President and CEO of Alta Verde Copper.
1: Absolutely, thanks a lot, Paul.
0: And that's all from me, Paul Harris from Mining Stock Daily. Thanks very much.